Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Last of Us Breakdown. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good morning, Tim. And joining us as well, making his return to the show, it's the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Timothy. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Greg? Good. I'm ready to talk about Last of Us. You know, I want to. before we get into everything, you missed last week's episode. You missed Troy Baker. That was a huge thing. <laughs> Did I really miss Mega star. You know what I coming mean? Coming to our show. It's that thing where we just can't be together. We can't be on the same show, me and it's Troy. It's impossible. All right? It's too mm-hmm. handsome, and it's also too big egos. We just get in there, we clash with each other. We can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So I, I want to know your thoughts on last <laughs> week's the fuck? episode. I, well, wait, what was that? What was that noise? What happened over there? Sound like a Bowser's laugh. God damn it, Troy. What are you doing here? You genuinely made me laugh is what's funny. I'm just sitting here having my morning cup of joe and I'm I, I missed you. And so I thought I would just crash. You guys don't have a guest today, so I thought I would just sub in. We never ha- we don't we don't need you every show, Troy. And then what you're what are you what are you what are you you're in your little suit? What are you doing? What what are you what are you what is this mocap suit? What are you doing? I just thought maybe here's what I do <laughs> just in case, just in case somebody needs me on a mocap stage. I just show up. I love if it. I'm not, oh, like yeah. not working that day and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? Is that our suit? And I'm like, no, I brought this from home. And they're like, okay, well, do you want to do a thing? I'm like, yeah, what do you need me for? And like, where you're going to play a horse. I'm like, I'm in done. I'm, I'll do it. I'm, I'm hey. playing a horse today. I'm back to my day job guys. Love little it. bump in the last of a show. You know, and then no. I'm just back to the garage. Bad. They were like, you're not a real actor. Go back to the video games. All right. You had nope. your shot. I had my shot and I blew it. Troy, I'm glad you popped in for the start of this show just so I could tell you you did a fantastic job last week. Thanks, I, re- buddy. I really enjoyed your performance. It was uh, definitely creepy as hell. It's not the Troy we know. We, we know. we know this Troy, who again with the mocap suit is creepy on his own. But like to see you out there being creepy with David, you did a great job. I, I had a a tremendous time and a lot of fun and i've been really really wonderfully overwhelmed by how well people have received not only the show but especially that episode i think that was bella's episode yeah um and i just i loved seeing how we were just tumbling towards the conclusion and i especially loved watching last night just what a great way to end it beautiful i guess yeah yeah Troy Baker, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the end of the last of us on hbo oh man you know, this is uh, for like the last decade, people have been wrestling with this ending. Sure. And what I love is now there's millions of people, new people that are now wrestling with it too. And if you stick one landing, like that's impressive. But to be able to do it twice, and it's not just the last episode, it's everything that precedes it has to line up perfectly in order for that ending to mean something. 
And I've, I've now seen the episode three times, and there's things that I pick up on each time. And last night we were sitting there with, with we were over at Craig's house with Neil and Ashley and um, name dropper. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, it just uh, it it hits every time, and I, I'm I'm so I'm glad to see that not only is Ellie and and Joel now both in the most loving hands across the board between Pedro and Bella and Craig and of course Neil. Um, but now it belongs to a whole new group of people. And now I can't wait to see what like what they're gonna be talking about and what they're gonna be wrestling with and what they didn't pick up on and and you know the conversations that are born out of the uh the ending of the show now. Troy, I know we don't have you for for long, so I do I have one question that I want to ask yeah. about this episode. What's going on with my face? Don't worry about it. What <laughs> the episode. Go ahead. What would you think of the the cold open with with Ashley? Oh my god, dude. I just the first time I saw that was on my iPad and it still moved me to tears watching it. And that was not final, no final VSX, not mixed, not color grade, anything, just it was a rough thing for getting ready for the podcast. And watching it last night, I mean, Ashley Ashley just crushes me. She she just the the level of authenticity, honesty, believability vulnerability all of it all of it across the board that she's able to convey within that that frame is is astounding and what a beautiful like meta way without being kitschy or cheesy to do this handoff i love how craig framed this is like the genetic creator mm. of this i'll be right there of this character is now being Did someone really knock on your door <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> I gotta go to work, guys. But um, we love you. Talking with with my my boy. I love you guys. Uh, enjoy talking about the show. All right. Hell good yeah. luck, man. Good luck shooting the Last Thanks, of Us guys. prequel. I'm gonna go play a horse. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> gotta love love that guy. Can't, yeah, we should have never given him the Discord access. You know what I mean? Because now you just got him coming in here left and right. I also, I want everyone to know. I knew he was gonna come in at some point. I did not expect him to come in maniacally laughing that early in the show. I, I, I love oh, that. Yeah, that he was, was great. He was ready three minutes before the show had started, but I didn't want to professional. Say what a professional. Oh, that's great. That is fantastic stuff. Well, here we are. Now I'm gonna get into the rigmarole because we did that whole bit. Of course, this is kind of funny's breakdown series. It's part of the screencast podcast feed if you wanted to get it on a podcast service but if you like video guess what youtube.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be you can also get it on roosterteeth.com and you can get the show uh ad free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers nathan lamoth tripod plus plus trent berry james hastings and casey andrew have done uh we've been doing these episode by episode breakdowns for every episode of the last of us uh and we also have a very special spoiler cast coming out right. later today as well that will be recording live at um 11 30 30 minutes earlier than we said originally because uh, i don't know if you know this everybody Neil Druckmann is Mr. Fucking Hollywood now. So, all right, he's, he's out there at the Grove signing autographs. All right, he's going to the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> he's eating at Musso and Frank's. What other places do you know down there, Greg? <laughs> is the Grove the even one of them? Convention Center. I said Grove, Grove, and I was like, wait, is that, that is a chain of those in SF? <laughs> is that what I mean? Is that yeah, what the mall's the Grove? All right, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's out there hobnobbing, probably still hungover from Craig's party. Hob-nob. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's a hobnob? Hobnob. hob-nob. You know, when you're rubbing shoulders with people, you're oh, schmoozing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kissing babies all that stuff all right also it's a cookie or well they call it a digestive biscuit in the uk it's really good 
All right. I'll, I'll try one out, I guess. Anyways, yeah. So 30 <laughs> minutes later than we originally scheduled. So. Yeah. We'll be doing a full season spoiler cast with Neil Druckmann, which is extremely exciting. Yeah, lots of questions. Uh, so many questions. So many answers, I am sure. Um, and then well, also. But we've known Neil a long time. Are we going to get answers or are we going to get that little smile he does? We're like, Ooh, we're gonna get what do you think there, it was? Everybody. Like, shut up, Neil. I haven't seen that smile in a while. Um, but also, we're doing The Mandalorian every week, or at least most of the weeks. We're going to try to. There's a, a week coming up we're going to have to skip. But most uh, episodes <laughs> will be hit uh, week to week over on the same places. I just named for this. Uh, that's me, Barrett, Anthony Carboni, and Sage Ryan doing all the Star Wars stuff. Uh, two episodes are out now that you can go check out. Uh, and then on the In Review Land, a lot of cool stuff going on just today. Scream 6 went up. You should go check that out. Also, go watch it in theaters. Fantastic film, everybody. Fantastic film. Uh, our Creed 3 review went up last week. And then the new movies just keep on rolling out. Next This week, we're uh, recording Shazam 2 for Patreon people going live next Monday. And then the following week, we have John Wick 4. Are you kidding Wait, me? is that already here? Yeah, dude. Oh, it's all right. I got to watch John Wick 3. I'm back a fourth time. Yeah, dude. It's going to be go. good. It's going to be damn good. So join us for all screencasts and interview stuff. Entertainment is popping off in 2023. And Correct me if I'm wrong. We're doing an episode-by-episode episode breakdown of uh, Secession, too, right? That's happening? Uh, oh. We'll have to figure out the schedule, Craig. I, I mean, look. <laughs> look. I, I'll give you one. At least one. Oh, we should do the finale. We should just do the end. Just this is it, right? Yeah, this is the end maybe, of the season. Maybe, uh, can I get yeah, one maybe, for the current uh, season of you? Can I, can I review no, the current season of you? You do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> whatever, guys. We're talking about The Last of Us today, all right? So let's get right into it. Greg, like I was saying, you missed last week. I'm going to let you start. What do you think of the finale? You know, we all wondered if they could keep up the momentum and or, if, or if they'd shit the bed. And they shit the bed. Uh, no, it's another fantastic episode, right? Beautifully shot. Uh, great performances throughout. Um... I have my. We're, we no longer do the spoiler-free section, right? So we just jump right into. We're stuff. Full spoilers, everyone. Full spoilers for the show, for the game, for the future games, for the comics, for anything. Last of Us. So I might not be a Troy Baker who's seen this episode three times. I've only seen it twice, and it was a similar thing for me where I watched it the first time on my laptop because that's how how the screener came to me, obviously, and I, I was away. Um, and so last night, getting to watch it on HBO on the giant TV in the basement, like and like actually really take it in and the performances and everything else like it worked on the laptop i think well it worked here uh obviously way better um and honestly that's as big as screens should get they should probably close down theaters and just let me watch everything at home you're so fucking much man i was i I was i was i was i could feel that i was on the border of like disproving my own point so i needed to bring it back uh anyways though it's a great fantastic episode full of fantastic performances uh you know i think what they do with music was awesome there at the end with the theme. I think what, I mean, obviously, actually, performance at the beginning is great. I think, you know, we had a lot of conversations on this very show leading up to this moment of, like, what was Joel's rampage going to look like? And I think it's done very well in terms of it not, of being the source material, but being in a new format of what it should be on TV and also then the way they play it and how Pedro plays it and everything else like that. And, of course, like, you know, I would say, you know, we, we talk about like, oh, well, this is uh, Bella's episode. You know, this is her showing. This is her saying I can act. And this is everybody else saying they can act. Like, Pedro Pascal's performance throughout the entire series, I'm not trying to take anything away. But for me, really, of entering the hospital room till the end of that episode is just so on another fucking level, right? To watch his face, read his emotions. I think, you know, I'm not a, a good actor. I've done a few things here and there, right? And I'm definitely uh, not a guy who picks up on nuances a lot. I think it's telling for something that I know the lines of dialogue before they happen. I love watching his Joel formulate the thoughts that become the lines, if that makes sense, right? 
like when he's having that conversation conversation loosely with Marlene in the parking garage and really listening and really taking it in, you can see it all clicking into place, his motivations to get to what he's going to do and where he's going to go and how he's going to kill him. And then even his things with Ellie at the end, right, of like lying to her and stuff like that. If I had <clears throat> a critique of the episode, and this comes from our unique position, and I say unique even though there are literally millions of you uh, who've played it and, you know, at least 10 of you watching right now live as we record it who have the exact same experience. I wish they didn't play this so close to the game. I would have appreciated if this was a bit more like episode one where we got to see it fleshed out. You know this, so let's, we don't have to anchor it from Joel's perspective. I like, you know, I think even in the video game and when we talked about it way back in the day and reviewed it back in the day, it was a conversation of like, man, this ending happens fast. And I don't fully, not, it's not that like I don't buy the fireflies, but I don't, I don't, they move so quickly on this thing that it's like, that's a weird one to do. And granted, full spoilers for everything Last of Us, Last of Us Part Two lets us in on some of those conversations, lets us see what led to this moment, but it still happened fast in the games, but you're playing a video game, and I think it was a little bit more like, okay, no big deal. It happened so fast in the show that I just felt it was jarring to have, you know, Pedro and Bella knocked out. Joel wakes up. I should start using character names. I apologize. Joel wakes up. Ellie's already in surgery. They just drop all this information on it. And it's like, this is very accurate to how it went in the game, even though I did like the game's uh, knockout section better, where he's doing chest compressions. Like, she's not breathing. Put your hands up. She's not breathing. And they knock him out that way, right? And then there is this. He wakes up and he's like. The surprise is cool, though. Like, when you see them walk up in the background. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it's like, I'm like, oh, shit. It was like one of the. And I mean, like, you know, again, we know where this entire story is going, but it was like such a, oh, no. Like, yeah. when they, he's like, I go for a pun. I was like, no, not now. <laughs> What are you yeah. doing? You know what I mean? Like, I could have gone for more between them because I still feel like in my own, not even head canon, but just my interpretation of The Last of a Story, that for me is still the jump in logic that makes for the weakest choice for me. Of like, I understand why you can't take Marlene, can't let them wake up. And this is Marlene through the guise of Neil Druckmann that writing it, right? Can't sit them down and be like, hey, here's what it is. Here's what's going to happen. We need to kill you because then Ellie's gets to voice her choice. Whereas this is a whole thing of like, you know, both sides, the Fireflies and Joel, I believe, are wrong and are making decisions against what Ellie would wish in some degree, whether it's the Fireflies and Ellie would like to know what's about to happen to her and it's Joel where, no, I know Ellie would want to give her life, but I can't give her up kind of thing, right? And there's a whole conversation about that that I've, I've wrestled with for what, a decade now, a little bit more with all the audience members and I'm excited to talk to Neil and you all about it today. Anyways, what all this is to say... Fantastic episode. My personal gripe would be I wish we went a little bit more episode one with it and fleshed things out to actually see what's happening on the other sides of these dynamics to make it a little bit, for me, more quote-unquote believable for why we go. But any of that is superfluous, and I enjoy the fucking thing, and this is a 10 out of 10 series, and what a great fucking time. Bless. Yeah, I thought it was a, a great episode uh, and a great end to a fantastic season of television. It's funny, I, I like to take notes episode to episode just so I have things to pull from. And this is the episode where I took the least notes just because I was glued to the screen the whole time. Uh, and I was so engaged that by the time we got to the end of the episode, I was like, there's no way they're, they're ending the episode already. It's only been like 25 minutes yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh shit, no, it's been a full, holy shit, it's been a full episode. Second watch last uh, for me last night, same thing, where you're talking mm -hmm. about, I want to hear another joke. And I'm like, damn, we're really here already. Yeah. This fucking went. Yeah, it, it moves so quick for a part of the game 
that in my mind, you know, isn't that long, right? But I think they they uh, do a good job of pacing it out. I thought the cold open with Ashley Johnson so playing as Ellie's mom was so good and so additive to what goes on, especially in that episode. Seeing Marlene's side of, hey, no, I have an investment in who Ellie is and who uh, who Ellie's family is, right? Like. I'm hurting also. Also, the tear that you see fall from Marlene's eye in the episode, I, I think that adds a lot to the, hey, there's two sides here, right? Like, Joel is hurting, but there's also people on the Fireflies that are hurting as well. I think for me, that was so additive. Funny, one of my notes is that, and like, it's so obvious, but it's that Ashley Johnson sounds so much like Ellie. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, because like, it's like, obviously, she's the actor, but yeah, hearing her talk, I'm like, wow, she is just straight up Ellie. Like, that is just her regular voice. It's that is so wild. It's so weird hearing Ellie's voice be the mom of Ellie. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, talk to Ellie. It's For me, it wasn't even the the voice. It was, like, the efforts. It was just the grunts and the sounds of her running. I was like, I know that sound so well. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why? Legitimately, I feel like I'm listening to the game right now. So that was the thing that, that stood out to me. Uh, the city looked pulled straight uh, from out the game. That was another thing I noticed in the yeah, scenery. 100%. That looked beautiful, especially during the giraffe scene. And goddamn, like... They they nailed that scene. Everything from the small moments. It's funny we talk about how much they stick to the script of the game versus how much they diverge and do their own thing. The moment to moment of Joel getting the ladder, setting up, uh, Joel boosting Ellie, I should say, Ellie getting the ladder, dropping it, and Joel, Joel being like, what's going on? And Ellie being like, no, Joel, like, come look, and having that uh, giraffe scene play out. I thought they did that so well. I loved seeing them feed the giraffe. And then, yeah, the scenery in the background of the dilapidated city was so beautiful. You'd be no better than me, I. Uh, but I, it even is the same, like, um, reflective music I felt, right? Yeah. Like, I remember that was such a moment for me in my original playthrough Last of Us, re reviewing it back in the day, right? Of, like, getting to that moment, and then you get, if you remember, you get that scene where you can hang on it as long as you want, where it plays, like, the, you know, the harp, uh, and, like, all this nice, probably not a harp, but you know what I mean? Like, for dumbass yeah. Greg, a harp, you know what I mean? Harp like, like yeah. a very light, yeah. like, you know, uplifting thing. Uh, and that was the first, I, It was like I, the first uplifting part of the score, or one of the first yeah. in the entire game. And like it, that makes that moment stand out even more in addition to the visuals and everything. Yeah, and it's so funny seeing that on TV versus in video games. Because playing the last of video game, that was such a moment just because I... I I feel like you rarely get that kind of moment in such a violent <laughs> video game, right? Where you get there and it's like, oh, sweet, giraffes, like, we're going to pet them, we're going to hang out, do all that stuff in my la latest playthrough. That was a moment where I was like, oh, let's go. There's a photo mode now. Like, I paused, took photos, like, really lingered in that moment. I was watching the show with somebody who hasn't played the Last of Us game, and they were like, like, it, I was curious to see if the draft thing would hit on a TV show. And it was cool to see them be like, oh, giraffes. Like, oh, this is really cool. This is really good. I'm oh, like, I've read about these. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've heard, I've heard of giraffe before. Um, but yeah, they had that reaction, right? Like, that heartwarming reaction of like, oh, this is really sweet. Like, this is really cool. And so I love that as well. Um, I think for me, I have similar critique as Greg, but from a different angle where um, I thought the hospital scene, Joel going on his rampage, I wish in a similar way that they diverged from the video game in the way that that, feel I, I for me that read better in the video game than on tv i'm right there i think part of it is the fact that in the video game you're literally playing as joel and so there's this level of i'm doing the action so i kind of believe it more because i'm doing it and and, and i'm if you don't oh, no, go for it, go for it. it. not because this was one of mine too not to mention you're also dying a lot so you're like damn yeah. this is really fucking hard this would be yeah. really hard to do go ahead so yeah seeing it as a montage and seeing it in the in the in the tv show for me, it just didn't didn't hit all the way, right? I think at the end of the day, as a whole, the episode got the job done, and I think the way they played it in the episode almost made it a bit more horrifying because you're all, you're seeing this one dude just fucking take out a hospital of people, yeah. Um, and so I think the way that that's gonna loop back around in future seasons is go it's going to hit even more because it is 
no, like Joel's a violent person. In the video game, it's like, well, I'm just doing video game things. Yep. In the TV show, it's like, no, this dude's a fucking he murderer. He switch, right? And yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you where that's been something, not that I've wrestled with, but I've thought about since my first viewing a lot, is the idea that it was like, well, shit, man, like all of a sudden he's the fucking Terminator, but then there was like something, oh, shit, he is the fucking Terminator all of yeah. a sudden, right? And it was like literally... Even though it's not expressed, we as viewers know it, and you see it, I think, in the way the Fireflies fight him, is that these people are trying to protect themselves, and Joel is literally like, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to beat, I'm going to kill every one of these motherfuckers, and if I die, whatever. Like, oh, he dies, and that's a huge deal. But it's like, I can't fail. I have to kill everybody. So it is like that thing of just like making moves nobody else will. You see Fireflies running away from him, right? Like trying to, like they're not even putting their guns down. He's still just fucking executing people, like, I feel like the second viewing, it, it worked more for me in the sense of, like, again, Pedro's face of just being like, oh, man, this guy's just like, this is what it's got to be, and I've yeah. got to do it. And it you know, he's almost having an episode. There's right? no other option, so I'm going to yeah. go through and kill everybody this way. But I, I'm with you that it was, like, in, in a way, wholly unbelievable. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, this one guy's taking out all these people. Yeah. I, I almost wish that they... You know, we've up to now we've not seen as many infected in the show, yeah. right? Like this episode only had one infected. The last few episodes, I think, have like had none, no infected, if I remember correctly. Um, I think if they went about it in a similar way of, hey, this isn't a video game. Let's have a B. Joel murders five people instead of <laughs> instead yeah. of like you know a, an army of of fireflies, right? Like I think maybe playing it a bit differently could have made it a bit more believable and really like ground us in those murder. Like, okay, cool. If it's four people that Joel's taking out in the hospital. Let's really sit with his actions and yeah. let's really like show him off as somebody who has tipped over, right? Somebody I, who's gone gone beyond who he is. I'm with you, Beyond. And beyond. my hope for it, because I do think I've come around on second viewing, my hope for it is that this then, as it did in the end, I think, with everything that's happening, you're watching these final conversations, but in season two gives us a much different painting than of Joel, right? Because we've seen him. It's, it's similar to when I finished the first game and I was like, Joel's a bad guy. Holy shit. Like, he popped the kneecap thing and we've I've been on both sides before. It kind of all clicked of like, oh shit, like, he's done a lot of horrible shit. And I think this show did a good job of Joel and Tommy's relationship, right? Of them being separated and them, them coming back together and being like, listen, I know you blame me for all that shit I did and all this. We were murderers. Yeah, we had, like, then you get to this point where he's like, oh man, he's like fucking Winter Soldier murderer. Like, yeah. there's something to that that makes him... I think honestly darker than he was in the game. Like e- even, and I'm not going to use evil because like it's real. Yeah. I, I think it's because it's real emotion, and like that's the thing. That I, I I'm different than you guys, where I thought that the scene was perfectly executed in this because of how the show has built up Joel. Because we've had these nine episodes that led to who Pedro Pascal's Joel is, and the music. I always go back to the music, and in the same way that the giraffe had the uplifting version of the the theme that we this know so much. Descent. This one, it was it was a, a a very sinister version, and it was like growing darker and darker as he worked through the the hospital and there is that idea that you know in the game you're killing nathan drake style thousands of people but here it's a bit more or in the show it's like we've seen all the numbers be dwindled down to more realistic and to show that every single life matters like every single human one death is equal to a thousand in a video game and for him to go through and kill as many people as he did i buy it because it's like they're they're not trained army people you know what I mean? Sure. Like they are just like a group of, of like rebels, essentially trying to f- figure things out. And that's not to say they don't have any experience with guns and things. But I also don't think that they expected some extremely angry guy to be coming. Well, this through. is back to the the conversation she has. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> pronouns uh, that Marlene has with Joel, right? Of just like, how did the fuck did you make it here? I had five people with me, five fireflies, and we barely did. And you got here on your own. It's like again setting the expectations that sure the fireflies. 
go and shoot tin cans, but they can't like fucking pop and infect his head from a yeah, mile and a half away. Exactly. And, and seeing him work through it, I feel like it progressed in a way where we, in the montage, we saw him get less and less what we would call human throughout it, where it's like we saw it progress from him just walking through popping people to him popping people that were uh, had their backs turned to him legit popping motherfuckers that had their hands up. And it just like kept progressing that way. And Greg, you keep talking about the subtleties with uh, Pedro's performance. Like all that worked so well for me. I agree that my criticism of it is I would have liked an episode one flesh out of the Fireflies because in the game and now in the show, I feel like they're the thing that are least kind of like explained where I, I i get what they're doing and why but i don't understand who they are um but i do think that the opening of the scene addressed that a bit i really liked the backstory we got from marlene where in the game and in, in supplemental material we got like the understanding that she was friends with anna and all that but to actually see it happen and see that she was the one that had to shoot anna and like that the struggle that she had there for that person to also have to make the choice at the end to put ellie under that same yeah. girl that she I mean, promised to protect, promised, and also raised since birth to some extent, right? Well, she didn't know, or at least around since birth. Okay, sure, right? Like sure, sure. you know, it's like you, you, her, Ellie's entire life, Marlene's been in the picture, right? And I think she's that, a lot like Egon Spangler in Ghostbusters Afterlife. I was good watching say from that. afar. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, the, the fact that she didn't Spoiler. want to kill Ellie's mom, yeah. right, in the moment, I think speaks to the gravity of the decision she has to make earlier. Like, oh man, I had to kill your mom, and now I have to kill you for to to save society, like. Damn, I, I, to me, that added so much to Marlene's it's, character. It's so much, man. And then I think that makes the final scenes between uh, Joel and Marlene so much more intense and important. But the the second to last one where Joel realizes what's happening, he starts like going going through it all. I really felt that switch in a way that, that added up to me because we've seen Joel go through so much in the show. He's a way more sympathetic character in the show. Uh, but I feel like going straight up into Terminator mode, it's like it is the fight or flight, and like he now had something to fight for. And it's like every single theme that they've built up in the show, I think that that moment was the release, and it really is showing the like what love can do. And that's as far as it can go is like turning you into this machine that doesn't give a shit about other people's lives. And why would he after everything they just went through? And I think one of the reasons the giraffe scene hits so hard is we're talking about a video game experience that every hour there's some prescribed thing that happens that all of a sudden it's like this bad thing happens and then this and then this and then this and it ratchets up to the no 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 type thing of the, uh, that uncharted normally does but <laughs> that's a good nathan drake <laughs> what plays with it you know what i mean and they, yeah. they, they go through it in a way where they like they they understand that and chapter by chapter episode by episode of the show we get these like every single bad scenario that could happen in apocalypse does to ellie and joel on their journey uh on this little road trip right and you expect when a bad when a bang happens it's going to be something bad and that's why when the when riley makes the skeleton thing in the halloween store yell yeah, yeah. and um ellie comes back to save her and it's a good thing it's like such a nice moment that's what the giraffes are it's like you're this far in the game we just went through david we just um or the show whatever and all of a sudden ellie's like acting distant and it's like hard for joel to read joel's the nicest daddest he's ever been to her that we've seen Boggle. and all of a sudden she runs off and I love how the show has Joel go up and they're in this like construction zone thing. And because the way all the lighting was of like coming through the like the orange, uh -huh. um, whatever, drapery, tarp. Car tarp, yeah. Like everything's glowing in this like really intense, scary way that's reminiscent of Last of Us 2 where we see a lot of the hospital scenes where it's like things are glowing red from the sirens Fire. and stuff. And like it, it, it's tense, it's scary. And for somebody, I mean, we all played the game so we know it's coming, but to not know what's coming, that's scary. What did like, you what? think? She was... 
Like, what's what now? What now? You know? Yeah. And then it's like, it's actually this beautiful moment. I love that. And I think that the show did such a good job of combining the elements of this spring section into 45 minutes. Like, I, I can't believe they pulled it all off. Yeah. I thought they did. I would have liked to see more expanded stuff, but what they chose to show, I thought they did expertly. Agreed. We're going to keep talking about it. But before we do that, I'll give you a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, you see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now we're back. I want to start with another potential criticism, but also there's other seasons of the show. Coming. Don't just kiss Neil's ass because he's coming on and criticize him. Oh, no, it's not. I mean, I don't even know, even know that I think it is a criticism, <laughs> you know though. It's just... Also, just criticize Troy Baker. He was already on. Show you the show that you got nothing. You know, show that you have you, legions. This, you're a, unbiased. No, I Tell I'm me biased. the worst Troy Baker performance you've ever seen. I'm biased, everybody. I'm a sellout. I'm a shill. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sellout Gettys, baby. Um, the Infected Network. Right, we get Definitely introduced this new concept uh, in the show that we I didn't think you in mean the truth game. Truth social. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> Woo! Back. Uh, but we get introduced to this early on in the show, uh, a, a, a very, very different version of the uh, cordyceps than we see in the game, and we see it 
uh, kind of enacted in that same episode where we see the network kind of connect and, and go through. And I feel like this is a bit more hinting at things that we get to in season or in part two of the game where potentially how the network could work. But are you guys surprised that we didn't get more of that in this season? For me, it comes down to, because I had the same thought a few episodes ago of, are we, we going to see the fungal network again? Is that going to ever come around? Because I really like that idea. I think that was a cool concept. And I, I didn't see any opportunity for them to bring it back again, right? Like, I think once, once we get to the winter season, once we, like, make our way further west, right? I feel like the fungal network was established as a thing because they were in this big city, right, that had time to get infected and like the the fungi was able to like overgrow and do all this stuff when you're out in like the woods or you're and you're or you're out in the snow right like i feel like that doesn't then become that's not able to develop right like i don't know if i'm, I'm not a fungi scientist <laughs> so i don't know i can that happen in snow like are do you is that i think that they're able to make believable i don't know yeah <laughs> so the question is am i surprised you didn't get more with it yeah not really um I felt like that was a great introduction in kind of, a, you know, well, we don't have spores, but we have this kind of thing. And I think, again, yeah, it worked for the city in that part of the section. Will you get it again in season two? Guaranteed. I, I guarantee season two will have some section in the, you know, er, you know first half that'll reintroduce that concept and do something cool with it. Um, but no, I, I wasn't I wasn't shocked we didn't see more of it. Because, again, like, in the same way, and this is just back to not being fungus doctors, in the same way, spores are kind of unbelievable for the world i feel like so is the fungal network of like that can become too powerful pretty quickly of like all right yeah so they're walking through montana and they step on snow but that compacts on this and like underneath that you know like where to where how do you do this and not get into the science of how long this is going to go in height so i think having it in a contained thing and for that one section works really well yeah. and fine for it yeah and i feel like the season two presumably is going to take place largely in a city right yeah. especially in, if you're talking about seattle you're talking about a city that for the most part doesn't get snow maybe like one week out of the year and in, in that week is the apocalypse in seattle um <laughs> and you're also talking about a city that gets a lot of rain right and like i think there's a lot perfect you can, for fungus perfect for fungus the, the, the fungus scientists right again um but i feel like that's perfect conditions to bring something like that back sure. right like especially if you want to have it contained to parts of the city or neighbors of the city uh i think season two has a lot of i guess openness for that stuff to come back yeah. Did you guys miss the infected? Like, I know that's a, that's been a criticism, and not a, you know, a light criticism online that I've seen people on the TikTok. By the way, what a time to be alive last night. I opened up TikTok <laughs> after the thing, and like every one of my TikToks is people playing the Easter eggs. Oh, it's wild. Playing man. this wild. thing. Look at this comparison to this. It's like, oh man, it's so cool to see Last of Us ever. Such a success, man. <laughs> I saw a TikTok last night. It was fucked up of somebody being like, um, like I'm gonna really get something, Abby, something to fight for, and it's them at the end of Last of Us One with a flamethrower <laughs> setting that, that doctor on doctor fire. fire. Yeah. By the way, shout out and to Laura Bailey. Me. Yeah. What an awesome oh, cameo yeah. there at the end in the in the in the actual hospital uh, operating room is what I'm trying to say. Right, being one of the nurses in the back who held up her hands and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you guys were just saying like how how wild it is that everyone's talking about this. Like it's. It, it's nuts what this show accomplished. Like, we've played this game. We know. We've talked about it for a decade at this point. But the amount of people I know that are watching this for the first time, consuming it, like, for the first time without any knowledge at all and are now absolutely obsessed with it is so wild to me where uh, Gia went out yesterday with uh, her mom and her sister. And unrelated, all of them are watching week to week. They're excited about it. They're, they've been, like, texting each other about it. And it's nice. like, that's so cool that The Last of Us is having that type of market penetration. And just, like, it shows the the... But at the core, there's something special here. Like, these are amazing characters. There's an amazing story. And then I loved, more than anything, that this finished, and G was just like, how are we supposed to wait for season two? And I'm like, you don't I have know. to. And I was also like, <laughs> but you don't have to. And, like, there's no way she's going to play through part two. But I was like, 
do you want to watch the trailer? And so we pulled up the trailer and we watched it. And I was like, this is so cool. And she's like, wait, what, what, what? And I, I love it because like watching the trailer now, I mean, I'm in a, in a cool place that I'm sure a lot of people are that I haven't played two since it came out. So it's now been a couple of years. Yeah. So I remember everything, but it, it's that kind of like vague type of way. So watching the trailer, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff here that I don't remember exactly how it connects. And goddamn, good on them for not spoiling shit in the trailer. Like, their, their ideas and themes are spoiled. Sure. But besides that, it's like, whoa, this is just a bunch of disconnected stuff that well, comes yeah. together so beautifully at the final game. That was the thing, right? Of like that first trailer came out and everybody flipped out because they thought they were going to fridge Dina. They were like, oh, this is what it's going to be. This mm-hmm. is going to be how the game actually plays out. Let alone, yeah, just this trailer, which is fucking dope. We got, we got Ashley and Troy in this season one. Do you think we see Laura Bailey come back for season two? Maybe as maybe as the doctor, maybe interacting with Abby. I think I saw Cameron Kennedy throw that out there. I, I think 100% you will. And I mm-hmm. thought that was why it was a nice little seating of there. Of like, yeah. yeah, you definitely, in the same way they played, they paid such homage to Last of Us 1's uh, actors. I think you'll see the same thing. And the fact that they didn't kill Laura, you know, he didn't kill Laura at the end yeah. of it, right? I think you have a great option of both uh, the flashbacks, right? Of Abby talking to her dad and Laura being there and prepping for surgery and shit like that. And then let alone... What does Laura's character look like after that? Does Laura's whoever she was in the OR is she join Abby's hit squad of like yeah I'm gonna fucking I'll go across the fucking country to find these people? Yeah, it's interesting. I loved it. I loved how quick the the pop to the doctor happened too, where it's just like sure walking yeah, yeah, yeah. in. Like, oh, he just in nothing, just no emotion. Nothing, pop. boom, 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 and I was just like whoa. They they just committed so hard. I, I appreciated that, and, and because of that, uh, you asking about the infected. Hold on, real quick, before we get too far, I do want to say, too, just before, I haven't seen a lot of comments about it, but I'll put it out there, too. Actually, Birch will have a cameo in in season two. Thank you very much. Ooh, interesting. Do you think? mm. She won't be Mel. I don't think she'll be Mel like she was in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, though. I can see them pulling that off. No way. But uh, no fucking way. Mythic quests, Ash. Ash Oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, But I I really liked how the infected were handled here because uh, in the game, they're there for action's sake. And like we've seen in the show, they cut a lot of the action stuff that was more gameplay specific. But I feel like in terms of like the world, the infected felt like the most scary thing in the world in the show. Like in the game, it's like they're scary because they're an enemy. In this, they weren't an enemy as much as they were just a a reality people had to deal with. Right. Dealing with the bites, dealing with who's in, who's infected, I think is more interesting than the infected sure. attacking. And I think well, especially that- when we saw them uh, attack uh, the Kansas City group, right? Yeah. Where it was when they, I was like, oh, well, they're well armed. They have these machine guns. They're you know they're they're hunting Joel and Ellie and and Sam and Henry. And it was they came out of the ground like you know gigantic ants, fast moving. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get these. Yeah, that's my thing. Is episode five gave me everything I could have wanted out of the infected. Just the the shot where they're all coming out the ground, like you talked about, like being like swarming ants and going after everybody. I thought that was so cool. And then yeah, I think using the infected in moments is like these one off threats. You know, getting to the left behind episode and there being. Um, one infected that attacks them, and that is the infected for the episode, and it creates attention throughout the whole second half, as we know that that it's there. And then also in the last episode, you know, getting that cold open with uh, Ashley Johnson and having one infected be the thing to to cause a threat, and then sure. you know cause everything that 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 we're getting in the show. I think they're using them almost like chess pieces, and I think it works. Yeah, I, I thought that they uh, did a great job of having that one scene of showing the scale of it and how scary it would be to be in this world and have to deal with that stuff. But then, cool, even not at that scale, just one single infected, the way that they move and how fast they are. And I love the amount of varied scenarios that the show has. Like, I think The Last of Us is brilliant because chapter by chapter, it just takes everything The Walking Dead did across seasons and got to it faster in more condensed ways and built it in a thematic way that I think really, and I'm talking about the show less than the, the comics uh, for Walking Dead, um, but 
getting to the the crux of like what is the scenario they're in and how would this make people react and how would that make us feel and the amount of situations in the last of us show specifically that there's two people that are different combinations of dying and like how they deal with that and do we kill ourselves do we kill each other does something else kill us all of that i thought they just did such a good job of showing how the infection is affecting these people and to have ellie and riley and uh anna ellie's mom kind of and ellie kind of go out in similar situations where it's like that it is their last moments together and uh, uh god this is so hard not ellie anna <laughs> holding the um switchblade, the, to the switchblade to to her throat like the moment that she turns boom she's killing herself like with baby ellie in her arms contrasting that with what we saw of ellie and sam and con or henry sam sam, sam and henry uh uh with, uh with ellie and sam and then um with ellie and uh, riley yes exactly it's just like god yeah i got thank you. you i got you I thank you thank you i i thought that that, that there, there's a beauty there there's just something oh, like it's poetry it rhymes well it's but, back yeah, to what they're always yeah. talking about with the you know what Neil always said about the first game when he's talking about the second game, it's a game about love. And then that being the fact that anytime you listen to Craig and Neil on those post shows or the podcast with Troy, which has always been excellent, and talk about what, for this episode, the theme of love is and what the relationship is. Like, I really have enjoyed that critical analysis of what they're doing. I guess it's not actually critical, right? It's just the analysis of what they wrote and what they created and what their theme lens, what the, how they're applying it to this episode and what they're doing with it. I think it, yeah, it speaks volumes then to then get to these conversations where you can compare and contrast. You can go off of why it would be like this and why it wouldn't be like this. Yeah. I think the Walking Dead comparison for the show is that because I, I for me, when it, I really enjoyed Walking Dead, the show, for the most part, until it got to seasons where I'm like, all right, what are we doing here anymore? And I think part of one of the things that held that show back was the fact that it felt like they had to have zombies in every episode. Like they had to show off these set pieces because you are watching this as the zombie show. Like we got to have zombies um, shoved into every single episode. I like that The Last of Us feels like almost like a co collection of, almost like a collection of short stories, even though it is one story as a whole, but you talk about Henry and Sam, you talk about Bill and Frank, you talk about Ellie and Riley, and there are all these one-off scenarios of these shorter tales that happen within this bigger tale and they all feel like they're working off the premise of all right what are two what are these two or a couple of people going to do in this scenario where they have love for each other but there's a, there's an apocalypse there's an infected apocalypse that's taking everything over what are the different ways in which that can camper them or or add an element of danger or create an interesting choice and i love that you can do that with a horror zombies um in the case of episode five with uh, the end of sam and henry or you can do that with one infected in the case of the couple of episodes that we've talked about i think they've used that stuff in a very good way yeah it is interesting now that the season's done to see a video game that is one of the most cinematic video games we've ever had uh and that was like a goal of it right it is a, it's such a triple a quadruple a tentpole like um idea of this is what video games can be and it's essentially just mimicking cinema and for them to then take that and turn it into prestige television and to see this final result now that the entire uh season's done i really appreciate how unique this is like this season is you can compare it to the walking dead you can compare it to other shows but because of the amount of vignettes and way this, that the flashbacks worked and just how the the ordering of the episodes and chapters uh went I really feel like it was a satisfying experience that felt different where it didn't really feel like a video game. It didn't really feel like movies or it just was different than TV. And like, I, I appreciate what it did in terms of being so themed based constantly. And they said this in all of the little post episode breakdowns, but every episode being about love in a different way, I feel like that kind of 
allowed the show to be a little bit off book in terms of how things are supposed to go and like how we're supposed to pace things. Cause how bizarre is it that the last couple episodes were very flashback based, right? When we get the, uh, the whole, uh, left behind section and then we get this opening where what 10, 15 minutes of a 40 minute finale of last of us was given to Ellie's birth, I think was just a, a really wise call to make this stand out and feel different because I don't feel it felt rushed. I felt like it was just ordered in a way that made it interesting. How do you guys feel about uh, getting the backstory of the cure, right? Like Ellie being born and her mom being bit, right? And then cutting the umbilical cord before, I guess she gets fully infected, right? And that seemingly being the thing to, to uh, lead to Ellie being immune. I love answers. Like you know, we have questions all the time and it's like, sometimes it's like, uh, we don't need to know some things and sometimes we wonder and theorize like what could happen, whatever. I feel like this was a, a great, great way to um, give a, a good answer for why Ellie is the cure and then also allow it to be this moment that is the genetic bonding between uh, the two Ellie's. Like I thought that it was really beautifully done and I think that it's a satisfying lore addition. It was interesting having Alyssa watch it after... Her first experience with The Last of Us has really been me playing each like segment of the game the morning before we watch the new episode. And that was the one moment that gave her pause of like, do umbilical cords work that fast? Is like the blood already flowing to the uh to the baby that's like giving her the uh a little bit of the infection just enough to make her immune? Uh it was that was an interesting uh choice there, I thought. I don't yes. know how babies work. Yeah, they do. I mean, I think about how fast your heart's pumping right now. Yeah, it's, it would be doing that and how fast the infection. She doesn't get all of it. She just gets little pieces of it. I think what was cooler for... Well, first off, this is what I had always both assumed and been told. I don't know that it was that she was bit in utero, utero, whatever, right? And so this point being birth, but out in the thing or whatever. I was like, I thought this was really well done and cool. Um, I appreciate it in, you know, obviously... You know, I, I've seen it in the chat already. I don't know if we're addressing it here on the spoiler cast. The, it did Greg's opinion about Joel change because he's a dad now. But more importantly, for this conversation of having gone through uh, it, fucking having a baby, uh, it was the idea of, like, as soon as the baby was born, Jen was like, okay, well, what, like, she, she needs to be breastfed, right? Like, what the fuck are they going to do? And then the next scene, right, when we have the knife and, you know, Ellie, or I'm sorry, Anna, immediately answers the question, right? I didn't, I didn't breastfeed her, right? Because I'm already infected. So I thought that was a cool move on their part. I do wonder how that baby would stay alive then, of course, in this pandemic world, apocalyptic world, but we'll see. Yeah. But I thought it was a good, I, I thought it was a very nice way to see what exactly was happening. You know what I mean? Especially a story we've, known neil's wanted to tell for a while of course you know uncharted 4 there's the poster in the back of a pregnant woman anna you know in the last of us world uh and i think we've he, been said before they wanted to do this i forget if they wanted to do it as a comic or if they wanted to do it as a, a, a part of the game or whatever the hell it was but it was nice to finally see it and of course amazing that ashley was the woman and i think that on top of that too like her making the choice to lie to marlene and be like oh, of course. oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, i cut the thing already it's like that that's last of us right it's just like you got to protect you and who you're looking out for and like she didn't know but she's just like hey that there's a better chance that she's actually gonna listen to me and take care of this kid and marlene and doesn't lie. believe it i don't i don't buy that marlene believes that at all but yeah. it's also like you got no teeth kid what are you gonna do i'll watch yeah you know what i mean like i'll figure this out that's true but i mean yeah it, it is uh, yeah i guess that's true because <laughs> like she <laughs> ellie could have turned but I mean, it's, it's still fucked up to let a baby <laughs> hey man dawn of the infected. dead remember the dawn of the dead remake right? we had, a, we had a zombie baby there you know that, what i mean god what a, what a movie that's what a damn it's Zack Snyder could do no wrong some say 100 percent. well pretty much correct you know what i mean when the studio stays out of his way what's up snyder cut hbo max right now get it black and white four by three why i don't fucking know <laughs> uh any closing thoughts on the finale 
at The Last of Us on HBO. <laughs> Very good show. Very good show. Um, I hope they make a season two. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, I had a great time. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I really, I I think for us in particular as gamers, right? Uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey had huge shoes to step into for characters that we already knew, we already loved, that you know we would be judging against conversations and thoughts and blah. And I thought they both just fucking crushed it. Like just ripped it out of the park. Like insane. Like and and did it in a way where I don't think it takes away from Joel and Ashley's performance in any or I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, Troy and Ashley's performance in any way, right? Like they're they both fucking killed this these roles and it's yep. insane. And I can't wait for more and I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, the last thing I, I we didn't bring it up, but like the final scenes of this, right? Ellie, Bella Ramsey just destroying these these lines. Like I Oh yeah. It was it was so well done. I like the subtle like face changes and then just like the the cut to the credits, like they did it so well, and I in the game, I I always felt like the the tunnel scene was like one of my least favorite parts because it just felt like in, earlier in the episode I was talking about the giraffe bit being like this like you think something bad's happening but no it's this beautiful moment for there to be something bad happening and them tumbling through the fucking water and all that shit it was just like a little too much I liked the end goal of her uh, being knocked out and all that I thought the show like just got got there quicker um, but to then go through the hospital her wake up in the car like seeing joel's face and he's driving and there's that moment of you don't know did he leave or did he not we all fucking know yeah, yeah. but just the way that the camera moves and like the way that you you hear her grunt and like wake up from that moment on you just see her gears turning yep right and you just see her like start to ask more and more questions and um it, it i haven't played the this part of the game in a while but i don't remember it doing that that well like, see, like when in the game when she says the final line of like, asking Joel, you know, is there anything that happened with the fireflies? And swear to me, swear to me, right? And Joel's like, I me. swear, swear to me. And Joel's like, I swear. And Ellie in the game when she says, okay, I always read it as, I think you believe him. Me too. Like I think you believe, but in the show, I very much read it as you don't believe. You don't. I don't believe shit. you, but I love you. So yeah. I'm, I'm I think doing this. My read, and I remember having spoiler cast at the time with Neil and Bruce, like I of the game, it was the same that she didn't. She didn't believe him, but she's accepting it. And I, I thought the game was, I don't believe you, but I'm letting it go because I love you. Whereas this one is, I don't believe you, and I love you, and I'm very conflicted on what I want to do about yes. this and what's going to happen with this. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. But that's performance, right? And that, like, is- I, that, I think, is the value of being able to adapt something so directly, but also like making the little changes here and there where the, we have two beautiful pieces of art that I'm so happy both exist and both were able to to achieve what they did and i can't wait for season two can't wait for the spoiler cast that we're about to do Woo. later today uh you can check that out live at 11 30 or you can watch it at your leisure go to youtube.com slash kind of funny you can find it there remember search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast we react to all the latest tv movie and trailer stuff that you would like uh let us know in the comments below what you thought of this finale how excited you are for season two etc etc and until next time i love you all Goodbye. joel's still a bad guy but I don't know if there's good guys in Last of Us World.